Hi everyone, welcome back to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. Today I have Alyssa Garza and I'm so excited because we met at a WIRE event, which is a woman wellness and real estate organization. And you had a camera and I'm always just drawn to photographers. I know so many and I think it's so cool what you do. So thank you so much for coming on today. I so appreciate it. The first question I start off with is what defines your lifestyle? working on redefining my lifestyle right now. So I think that that's a really multifaceted question. I've realized that I have a really deep connection to the outdoors. So trying to be outside and getting that in my day is like, kind of huge. I think that is a big definition of like my lifestyle. It's pretty active. So I think that that's definitely a focal point and kind of like managing it around that. I love that. And I've never heard someone say that I'm redefining it, my lifestyle. I feel like we're always redefining what life means to us. And I love how you answered that because I can totally resonate. I feel like a lot of people recently are kind of in this shift of like finding what's important to them. And it's a really good way to put it. So thank you for that. So can you talk to us about your background? What is something from your childhood that made you who you are today? I grew up in South Texas, Corpus Christi, Texas. Um, I had a really <clears throat> active and outdoorsy lifestyle there as well. Um, I grew up with spending weekends on my family ranch, spending a lot of time outdoors with my cousins, camping, fishing, hunting, um, that kind of thing. So I think that's kind of where that love and connection to feeling really grounded outdoors is and where that comes from. Um, so I think it's really great that I've kind of come full circle to reconnect with that and have it be kind of a pillar of my adult lifestyle as well. That's amazing. And can you tell us exactly what you do? What's your daily life like? Yeah, so I'm a freelance social media um, coordinator and event photographer. So I kind of, my days are different every day, but there's usually a couple of hours on the computer, um, editing, sending emails, catching up on, you know, client requests and what they might need. Um, so every day is different. I could be spending six hours on the computer or I could be out in the field visiting clients for six hours. Um, it really just depends. And, and I really love that about my job. I think it keeps it interesting. It keeps me challenged. Um, and it really kind of helps me lean into that active lifestyle where every day is a new adventure. I love that. That's a really positive outlook as well. And how did you start doing freelance work? Did you start in the corporate world and then get into your own business or did you start in this field? Um, yeah, so I immediately after college, um, I went to Emerson College. I was class of 11. Um, immediately after I graduated, I went into finance and I was a, I think my formal title was client communications expert, <laughs> um, which really was just an interesting way to say that like I answered the phone and I designed the quarterly <laughs> email that goes out to our, our investors and things. Um, cause I, it was such a small firm. I was one of the only women there. Um, and I was the only person of color 
it was a really small team of about eight men mostly. Um, so it was a really challenging environment for me. And I started a blog as a way to kind of let my creativity out, be a little bit more creative since the finance world can be a bit dry. Um, and it really resonated with me. I really loved creating content. I love sharing my personal style. I love sharing stories about it. And that's kind of where that love of social media um, evolved from. Um, and eventually, you know, I left that job and I went into retail for a little while, um, kind of keeping my blog going on the side. And when my retail job, the company I was working for pulled out of the US market, I lost my job. I took that as an opportunity to start doing more social media stuff, more client communication things that I, taking those skills that I learned, applying them into different fields um, and really kind of learning the social media marketing side of things. Um, I loved doing my blog and it was a time when Instagram was really new and exciting. Um, so I kind of took what I learned from my own personal social media and started to apply that to businesses, learning about marketing strategy. I found that I really loved restaurant marketing. I started working for Chef Chris Coombs, one of the chef owners for Boston Urban Hospitality, Boston Chops and D-Bar and Duav. And he really gave me creative license to work on our accounts. And I really found that I just loved it. I love being in the industry. I love how you know, it's, it's really cyclical and that there are holidays and set events every, every time that come up, but there are also really exciting initiatives within the business, whether it's, you know, a really fun brunch initiative or a tequila brand that we're working with or um, highlighting our team or our chefs. Um, so it's really, it's been so fun for me to, to kind of take what I've learned and make that my full-time job. Um, and the photography, I just kind of, am always doing so really um a mixed bag for me of, of what I what I do is a really loaded question <laughs> thank you for that description it's super helpful to get your background and how you got to where you are and for people who are listening I think a lot of us can relate to maybe finding ourselves in a setting that isn't necessarily a place where we can thrive. And for you, that was that first firm that you worked at. What gave you the courage or motivation to remove yourself from that and kind of start your own thing? Did, was it hard for you to do? I think that there's a point where you're you're faced of continuing with something that you really love or and in fully dedicating yourself to it or continuing on the path that you <clears throat> think you should be on or that you think makes the most sense for your career. And at the time I was about 27 when this was happening. So I felt really, I felt young enough that I could take the risk because I did, I don't have kids and I didn't have a relationship or anything like that. So it all felt really, the, the timing felt really right. And that gave me the confidence to do it. And I think that's really important timing because- totally. I, I've learned that there are seasons in life where I'm a better worker than I am a creative. And, and those are kind of the times when I focus on admin work and developing my business. Um, and then there are times when I'm really creative and that's just when I'm focused on churning out like really top notch content. Um, so I kind of take advantage of that and, and kind of split my focus in that way to, to make it work for me. That's amazing. And as a fellow creative entrepreneur, I can totally feel that. I feel like 
it comes in waves <laughs> when you have this creative mind versus like you said the admin mind and life in general whether it be personal or business related is all about timing so i love that you kind of listened to your body and listened to your mind and was like okay now's a good time to do this because i think fear or anxiety leads a lot of people in the wrong direction so i think listening to yourself is so important there and i love how you got into the social media marketing side of things and really are focused on hospitality. Did you always love food? Was that a love always or did you just kind of find it? <laughs> I was not a very adventurous eater as a kid. I <laughs> was a much like hot dogs, mac and cheese, chicken tenders, very limited vegetables. I don't think I knew what a Brussels sprout was until I moved <laughs> to New England. That's fun. Um, so when I did move here, I kind of discovered this whole culinary scene and a new way for it to kind of explore and be adventurous through my palate. Mm -hmm. um, especially when I started working in the restaurants and learning from our chefs, it, it really became obvious kind of the love, the care and the art that it is. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of really sparked my adventure in being a foodie. Um, I think it's just it, it's really fun to be around people who are creative in a different way. Totally. Um, and it's just super inspiring to see the way the, the team comes together to kind of make their magic. That's amazing. I love that you found your niche in a sense. And thank you for being transparent about liking hot dogs and food like that as a kid, because I just think it's funny because I always make fun of my little sister for like not liking salad and things like that, but she'll get there eventually. <laughs> how would you describe your journey with photography and how that transitioned into your career now? What was that journey like and how did it find its way throughout your life? I've always loved photography. Um, I had like a digital camera when I was a kid and that thing was with me like all the time. I think my brother got it for me for like my 10th birthday. I just fell in love with it. And when I went into high school, I joined our newspaper and our yearbook team as a photographer and kind of really discovered the magic of like being on an assignment and capturing the mood and and the excitement of what's happening in a, in a setting, um, or just the beauty of like now food. I, I can't think of a time when I've been without a camera in my hand. I think the access of having an iPhone and, and constantly having a camera has definitely, I, I think it's encouraged me to be a little bit more playful and a little bit less rigid in my photography. Um, mm -hmm. I'm always trying to challenge myself to like be more creative and kind of step out of the box because I shoot so many of the same subjects over and over, I, I kind of have a formula for me that I know works. Right. Um, and especially works for my clients when I have deliverables. Um, but when I get the chance to be creative, I, I really try to push myself and do new things and kind of look at things from a different perspective um, and show people life through a different perspective. That's a great motto. <laughs> and I can totally see that on your Instagram. I really love the fun you have with it and the creativity that really shows you as a person and your brand. And I think that's really the whole idea of just marketing in general is really selling yourself and creating the essence online, um, whether that be, you know, Instagram, TikTok, whatever platform people use. And a lot of people need 
people like you, businesses need people like you to bring that out of them because a lot of people, for instance, I don't know, sell houses, but they're maybe not necessarily great with like the eye of creating content. So like having people like you is so important. And in general, how do you represent your own brand, would you say? What's a couple words that really describes how your brand has developed over the years? I really just love connecting. Um, I would say it's really connection driven experience, whether I'm driving that connection with a customer online through Instagram and getting them to come into our restaurant or to visit my client page, or whether it's the connection that someone has with just a really beautiful photo and how it makes them feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm, I'm always looking to like deepen that and to better understand it. Um, so I'm always trying to get to know my clients better, trying to get to know their problems better, trying to get to know our audience better. Um, so yeah, I would say the theme there is definitely connection. And I, I want to get that spark kind of going between my customers and their audience. That's amazing. And if people are listening and they're wondering how they can create connection in their life, whether it be business, personal, or anything in between, what would you recommend? Oh my gosh, you have to get talking. I mean, just yeah. chatting with people. I mean, just like you and I did. I mean, totally. you, we took a photos of you. You're an amazing subject. And we started chatting about photography and the wire group and things like that. And so I think that just talking to people and being willing to have those conversations um, is the catalyst to building those connections. A hundred percent. I love that. And in general, how has mental health played a role in your work-life balance? We talk a lot about you know, what you do for your professional career, but lifestyle, I feel like, as you said in the beginning, it's very multifaceted. So our personal lives affect the rest of our lives. So how do you create that balance? Yeah, I mean, mental health is huge for me. I am a really emotive being um, and things deeply affect me, whether it's a discouraging week, something in my personal life, um, a looming problem that I feel like I don't have an immediate solution to. Um, I definitely strive to be like hyper aware of my mental status because I truly believe like I'm only as good to my customers as as I feel. So I feel like if I'm if I don't feel great, I'm not going to be able to deliver the optimum product or optimum experience or like create that client connection if it's not truly you know that spark isn't there Mm -hmm. so I mean I'm always listening myself trying to take more walks starting my day with yoga doing some meditation um hiking I love you know my ideal day will start with a three-hour hike with my dog wow that is truly like my favorite way to start the day um and so I just really try to, to listen to that inner voice and the tone. And, you know, sometimes that inner voice isn't so great. And those are the days where I'm like, I need to make more time for myself. Um, and being in social media, especially constantly consuming content is mm-hmm. definitely not healthy for one's mental health. So knowing what days should be creation days, what days I feel mentally strong enough to handle the inundation of content. Um, because after just consuming hours of content, even as a great creator, I start to question myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, this video is so much better than what I did last week for this client. And they took this to a whole other level. Um, and then I kind of like get my own imposter syndrome. So right. I have to like draw myself back in, make sure that I'm like 
mentally strong to like look at this as inspiration and not compare myself to others and really take it for what it is as this really amazing platform that's full of opportunities. Mm, That's a great point because you're right. Social media in general for anyone is very inundating and can be a time suck and an energy suck, but especially if you do it for a living, (laughs) like I have some marketing clients as well. It's like, okay, how much time and energy is it taking from me and is it adding to my life and I think that's a really good point of trying to find that balance and figure out like okay let's not like compare to everyone right now because we all go down that rabbit hole and I think that's maybe the dark side of social media whether it be talked about or not which is very interesting oh completely it's a it's a really tough industry to be in not only because of the comparison game, but because how competitive and how highly evolving mm. it is just by its nature. Right. You const- it's hard to feel like a- an expert in social media when things are changing every day. Um, but I just have to remind myself, like I've been doing this for so many years, a combination of skills that I have that I bring to my client are, you know, beyond the average creator. So it's a it's a it's a long game <laughs> <laughs> for sure and you said you started on instagram when it just came out and what when it was fresh and new and i was looking i was logging into my instagram and it said member since 2014 i'm like oh my gosh i've been on instagram for 10 years like where has the time gone how would you describe instagram in the early days versus now what are some major shifts that you've seen Well, in the early days, it was much easier to grow. I mean, getting followers, you having a piece of content go viral almost guaranteed that you would get followers. Um, Where today I saw like an incredibly hilarious piece of content from an adorable dog that had 5.7 million views. And the dog had 2,200 followers. Um, So a really interesting shift in how people consume Mm -hmm. Um, the style of the way people consume, um, you know, the way filters have evolved from when they had weird vignettes and were like overly saturated to now, you know, like Wes Anderson style filter and and the quality and the creativity and the videos that people are putting in. I mean, like I said, it's such a naturally evolving industry and it's such a privilege to be a part of, I think, because as a creative, you get to witness all of these people kind of putting themselves out there and sharing content in ways that, you know, you may not know that you need. I see content all the time that like serves me in a positive way that I would not normally consume. The evolution, how it's changed. I think the community is definitely still there, Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely kind of changed in the content and the style. Right. And as a professional in social media, do you think all of these changes has made it, I guess, more difficult and blurred the lines between professional content or imagery versus like just a novice person or just uh, someone who doesn't know what they're doing? (laughs) Because I feel like because our cameras on our iPhones are so advanced, like photos can look professional without someone actually being a professional photographer photographer, or say the filters make it seem like extra cool without even trying. And now with AI, it's even crazier. Like how has that creative kind of line blurred, do you think? 
Um, I mean, it's definitely create challenges for, for the industry. I, there are certainly creators out there who can probably put out a level of a photo shoot of the same quality that I can for a fraction of what I would charge. Um, but again, that's kind of when I go back to my years in the industry, mm. you know, I get to know my brands really well. Totally. I get to know what kind of content their, their customers looking for. Um, I look at and I analyze their consumer and think and think like their customer. How do they want this presented? What kind of imagery resonates with them? Um, I, I do that research, whereas the average Instagram creator is, is not going to do that. Um, so there's definitely like an experience level that comes with market research and knowing your customer and building that relationship with brands. Oh, for sure. And I think relationship is a big thing and connection, like you mentioned. I was listening to this podcast about AI and it's kind of a crazy world right now with it because there are no regulations and people are just doing crazy things. But basically at the end of the day, yes, these AI robots could take over the world in a sense, but we're always going to be missing that human connection. And we felt that during COVID. So I do think like, you know, anyone could do anything online, but it really comes down to that human connection and like really representing your brands and having the serious relationships that, you know, a computer wouldn't or someone else wouldn't who barely knew the company. So I think that's a really great point. And in general, you seem very organized and like you have a lot going on. How have you been reprioritizing your time during your work day to maximize it? Because you said every work day is like very different and structured differently, but how do you reprioritize your time? Yeah, so if I sit down at my desk and I feel like I have no focus and I'm not gonna be productive and, and like I'm not getting through my to-do list, I will shift my day and change my schedule so that I am able to kind of take advantage of when I am ready to work. So I will, if I'm kind of like buzzing with productivity, but I can't, I feel like I can't focus, I, I will switch my day. I'll get in a workout, I'll have lunch, and then I'll come back to my desk and kind of hit the day hard a little bit later. Um, mm -hmm. I feel really lucky that as a freelancer, I'm, I'm able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but it really is about kind of listening to myself. You know, if I, get started in the morning and I'm ready to hit the computer. Um, I'll skip the workout and I'll get on the computer and I'll start emailing and kind of just getting in the workflow and, and letting that natural workflow kind of dictate my day. Um, so I kind of try to keep it loose. You know, I have, I have a photo shoot, you know, there's a timeline to be at for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I always prep for that accordingly. Um, but whenever possible, if, if I'm not feeling the task at hand, I try to give myself some grace and, and let myself kind of shift gears or work on something else. Maybe um, instead of forcing myself to sit there and create a reel, I'll do administrative stuff and send some emails and kind of do some stuff that makes me feel productive. Mm. Um, and if I'm not feeling so productive, then I'll kind of tap into that creative side and I'll create a few reels and edit some photos and kind of something that's a little more mindless and a little more workflow that I can enjoy a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, so it's all about listening to, to my creative energy and kind of tapping into that and, and letting it dictate what I work on versus the other way around. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like as a creative in my past, I, I was kind of like a machine. I would just push through whatever because I could do it 
because I, I was driven or I am driven, but I feel like listening to yourself is very important. And I've learned that probably the hard way these past couple of years in different ways. But I feel like listening to yourself, like what we're coming back to again, is just so important, even when it comes down to time management and structuring your day, basically, which is so interesting. And would you say that your biggest shift has been really like listening to yourself and allowing yourself that grace or would it be something else? Yeah, definitely. I would say prioritizing me has made a huge difference in how my business operates over the last year. Mm. Uh, I feel like I'm connecting organically with clients that I care about and that I have a connection with. Um, whether it's like through networking or being able to spend time on that um, or just through more thoughtful connections through Instagram and in online connections, uh, a positive thing for sure. Um, and I feel great. really like lucky to have those clients, especially now it's, it's post COVID and things evolve. Like I feel so lucky to have my existing clients that have kept me on, um, yes. but to have new clients, new opportunities as their businesses have changed and evolved. For sure. And what is a helpful tip for people looking to restructure their lives and their work days, even if they don't do exactly what you do? What are just some general specific things that people can do? Um, I definitely say like block out some time in your day, um, even if it's for no reason. <laughs> I usually have an hour of my work day that's kind of scheduled not necessarily me time. Like sometimes I'll work through that time. It's, but there's an hour in the day that I can shift to if I need to refocus or take a break or feel burned out. Um, so I feel kind of like having some point in your day where you check in with yourself and kind of see what you need and trying to find time to fit that in is, is kind of really important. So important. And it's hard to do, especially when you're in the rush of it all, or you're commuted, commuting to work, or you're just in the grind. <laughs> but I, I like the idea of just literally blocking out time because for people like me who are a workaholic, if I don't have something visual, it's out of sight, out of mind, and I won't even do it. Like I won't even think about it. So that's great to have that visual and literally physically block out time for yourself or to just think and take a breath or take a walk or something like that. That's really great. And in the rest of the year what is like a mantra that you are really trying to focus on um i would say it's just definitely leaning into the now i'm trying to just be mm. like more present in my day to day um and i think that kind of just makes me a better creative and a better marketer i think i i noticing things and being more aware um kind of taps me into the little things that I don't normally see and can be really inspiring, especially if I'm mm -hmm. sitting around one of our restaurants um, and I put my, actually put my phone down and stop and look around and kind of observe. I kind of see, like, I notice the clients and the type they might be with their families and might give me ideas for family-friendly content. Um, or I might see our bartenders doing something really cool that I've never noticed before or telling a story to a client uh, or to a customer about a cool tequila. And just all of those opportunities would be missed if I didn't sit there and just take it in for a minute. Um, so trying to take advantage of that is, is really important for, for my creative process right now. I love that. And I feel like 
as creatives, as social media people, we're trying to get people to be so connected to the online, but we have to remind ourselves even that it's so important to connect to the real world <laughs> around us, which is great. And I've been learning a lot about mindfulness too and taking in situations as a whole as they are versus being so inundated with yourself or your phone or whatever is right in front of you, which is so important. And also too, as people are listening, if they own a business or work for a business, which most people do, I was wondering what would be your pitch to people when it comes to marketing? How, why do people need services like yours? Um, I always say, you know, social media is a full-time job. And I, if you're already a business owner, you're not going to have time to, to do it, to do it right. And to do it well. Um, there's a lot of facets to it. So when you're ready to make that investment, I think having a seasoned social media manager is so important. Um, and me personally, I'm kind of a, a mixed bag. I kind of do a little bit of everything. So my clients get the really unique experience of photography, social media management, email marketing, um, you know, that customer research and customer experience and all of those analytics kind of comes along with that social media manager role. Um, so for them, I would say like, I work as an extension of your business. My goal is to build your bottom line and make connections, bring people offline into the restaurant or into mm -hmm. your business um, via the spark and connection that we've created online. Um, so I'm constantly looking to maximize the business. I mean, I see myself as an extension of their team. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see myself as, you know, an outsider, not my problem, not my, not sure. my department, not my thing. I love sitting in on all team meetings and gleaning, you know, their problems and how I as a marketer can help solve them through social media. Um, whether it's something as simple as a certain product or um, menu, you know, service time not being very popular, mm -hmm. um, you know, seeing that email marketing and sending influencers in and pushing content related to a brunch or a certain cocktail or whatever it is, you know, seeing that over time increase those sales um, it is really a proud moment for me and my goal as a marketer that helps me prove my worth to them. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, you know, shows them how invested I am in their business as well. Totally. I think that's amazing. And the word conversion that you use, usually we're trying to convert viewers to followers or followers to likes, but the conversion from finding, say, the restaurant online to bringing them in as a customer in real life, that conversion is the most important because that is the bottom line. So I think again, coming back to that idea of connection, not only online, but bringing it in person is like such a impactful part of why social media and why marketing is so important. Because I always say you could have the best idea in the world, but if you don't market it, no one's gonna know. <laughs> so I feel like this aspect of the business or the team that you're talking about is so important when it comes to really putting yourself out there or your business out there. That's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many social media managers who are completely removed from their teams. Right. Um, and you can kind of see it in the content that they put out. You know, totally. it's pretty generic, have that personal touch. Um, and it's usually kind of like missing a, an element of, of knowledge and expertise. So, yeah, totally. I feel like 
especially as someone who's just always surfing and searching online, you can totally see the difference. And there's an authenticity level to content as well. And I especially feel like for restaurants and hospitality, like you can really tell if the person gets the concept of the restaurant and the idea behind it. I think a story is so important. And such a great time chatting. We've covered so much. I, mean, I know. From like, um yeah I mean I think that the biggest thing for me again is just I've really had this focus on putting myself first to better my business I think and I think that the more that people can find the confidence to be their authentic selves and kind of live their life in a way that makes them happier and more fulfilled um I think the more successful that we can all be overall I think part of it a big part of it is um, attitude and ambition. And yeah. I think if you're not, not fueled and excited about the day in your life, it's hard to be fueled and excited about your business and your career. So constantly feeding that is so important, I think. So, and finding like ways how to feed it. Yeah. Yeah. And what drives your ambition? <laughs> Gosh, paying the bills, knowing it's just me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Yeah, being a one woman show, it's it's a lot of pressure. Um, I mean, I have a few people that I work with to outsource like some content and like a second shooter for certain events and stuff. So I have like a small team of other freelancers that I work with. Um, but largely, it's just me making sure that this business is profitable, that I'm taken care of, and I can afford to enjoy my lifestyle. Mm. Um, so it's kind of a lot of pressure. That, that really, that innate <laughs> um, nature and nurture um, is kind of what keeps me going and keeps my ambition. Um, but again, like the freelance side, feeding that with things that make me feel good and keep me going is like so important. Um, right. Because I'm not motivated to pay all these bills if I, if I can't get excited about what my client's doing. So making sure my mindset's right, um, mm -hmm. taking that walk, being out in nature, starting my day with a workout, um, getting a workout in, um, and, you know, listening to myself when I'm not feeling great so that I can continue to, to hustle and make my business profitable. Yes. Thank you for your realness too, because I think <laughs> at the end of the day, what drives a lot of us is paying the bills. We have to live somehow. <laughs> so I think that that is super relatable to everyone and something that people need to hear as well. So thank you for that. And I feel like this conversation was just very relatable and digestible, which is really great. So a lot of people listening, even if they don't do exactly what you do, they can relate to the marketing or the idea of balance and connection, relationships, all these things that we all are trying to figure out in life, which is fabulous. So finally, how can people connect with you online, either as a client or just a follower? Um, yeah, so I have a personal Instagram. You can find me at style underscore wire on Instagram. Um, and largely, I mean, connect with me there. Um, I have a services page up on my blog, which I don't update the website so much anymore, but, um, stylewire.com slash services. There should be a link in my Instagram bio that'll take you there. Um, has a little deck to kind of show a little bit of my work and who I am and some of the different services I offer. Sure. Um, again, like I have a crazy mixed bag of things. I've done everything from like designing merchandise, setting up online stores, backend, toast management, web management, online stuff. 
um, to what I do every day is like the social media and stuff like that. So that's like my favorite part of the job is the social media. Um, but there's a whole lot more into StyleWire services and the marketing that I offer. Awesome. Thank you so much. So everyone, make sure you go follow her online. And where did StyleWire come up? Where did that name come? I love it, by the way. It's very, it's very trendy. <laughs> Um, I was just sitting there one day brainstorming names. Um, so when I started my blog, actually, <laughs> random side story, when I started my blog, I very much treated it like a business. I sat down, I wrote a business plan for it. I wrote nice. goals. I wrote like things that I wanted to get out of it. Um, and I was sitting in my brainstorming session thinking about a name. And the important thing to me was to have a name that was timeless, that I identified with me, um, and that didn't feel like too tied to a niche sure um so yeah. at that time I was kind of I, I did a lot more fashion back then um but in my head it was like well I want to be like the AP wire of Boston style and like kind of be that buzzing and kind of keep it going um so that's kind of where it came from. I was like style wire you know the AP wire style wire um so that was kind of where that came from and it's really it's really stuck um I will Throughout my blogging career, it was people, one of my friends, he calls me Styles. Hey, Styles. Or, um, I'll see people, I have like blog friends, and they'll call me Stylewire. And so it's pretty, it's really stuck, and I do love it. So my, my kept my business as Stylewire Services. I still feel like it really fits with me always trying to be on the pulse of things for my mm -hmm. client um, and apply their style and their brand to their content. Amazing. It definitely has a ring to it. And I, once I found you on Instagram or once we connect on Instagram, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so everyone go find her on Instagram and her blog as well. But thank you so much for coming on today. I so appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. I hope you learned a lot from that show because I know I did. If you are interested in learning more and finding out resources about this guest and this show, please visit my website at lilygraceyork.com and go follow and tag me on Instagram at lilygrace underscore lifestyle. Please share anything and everything that inspired you today. You all are so amazing and I would not be here without you. Thank you so much and I cannot wait for the next show. Stay tuned.